Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Racing on America's classic circuits. This is IMSA Radio. At noon Eastern today, Thursday the 12th of March 2020, IMSA announced the postponement of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Advanced Auto Parts. Here's IMSA President John Doonan to explain the process behind that decision. Clearly, this is a challenging time for everyone, but first and foremost, um, as all the statements have shared, uh, the health and safety of our competitors is number one. Um, our, our stakeholders, um, our, our company, IMSA, NASCAR, and certainly in the case of next week, Sebring International Raceway, um, their staff and their fans. So that's, that's number one. Um, I think, and I've shared this before, I think uh, in these first, I don't know how many hundreds of days it is now uh, that I've had the opportunity to serve in this role, but I always knew as a competitor the level of professionalism with which the IMSA staff operates, um, whether it's at event or probably for me, uh, the biggest um, sort of uh, learning has been how they operate between events. Uh, we do all these events and you may have this vision that everybody you know, goes home at IMSA and goes home and then shows up at the next race. But the amount of effort that's put in here at the office is amazing. I didn't have that transparency to NASCAR until coming here and had the opportunity to attend several of their events that have opened the season. And I think uh, in this situation, uh, relative to the postponement of Sebring and the um, um, uh, situation of of what we were going to do, the collaboration uh, that I have now seen between IMSA and the NASCAR family um, is really uh, rewarding. Uh, it's reassuring um, for the stability of the entire sport going forward. So um, that's that's kind of what I'd like to share now. And I think last but not least, um, over the last, call it 24 hours, but uh, obviously it's been going on uh, in some way, shape, or form over the last several weeks, uh, the amount of effort, um, thought, um, and sensitivity that went into making our postponement announcement today, considering all the factors, everybody impacted, um, was immense. And so I'm really proud of the way that everybody has responded um, throughout the night last night and then throughout the morning today. And um, uh, we made the best decision we could. And I think everybody, everybody around here uh, while still being mindful uh, of those uh, who are uh, challenged with some health issues uh, around us and in the community and around the world, we're very pleased with the fact that we can finally come to uh, a place to make the statement about the postponement of the race and look forward to ending our 2020 season uh, at such an iconic place with such an iconic event, uh, the 12 Hours of Sebring. In, in the case of IMSA, and our stakeholders um, at all sizes of partnership, 
Um, our first uh, concern was to be able to communicate out to them um, that we were in discussions about potentially uh, having to adjust the date of the event, um, getting their opinions, getting their feedback. Um, the same with all the manufacturers. And I think, um, you know, we, we feel as, as we do when it comes to technical regulations that the input of the marketplace is key. So, no, uh, nobody has um, brought up any concerns about uh, partnership value uh, at this time. And um, I would hope that that continues and um, certainly going to remain positive in that regard. I think it's important for all of us to, you know, understand logistics schedules, understand dates that people would need to travel um, to uh, attend other events. But I'll circle back to the beginning. It's really about uh, what the health professionals um, and the safety of our folks um, and how that is com coming across. But, you know, I think being prepared um, is the key. So we'll continue to work with our race teams, uh, all of our staff, all of our event promoters that are really important to the success of, of our business uh, as a whole. And we'll sort of determine uh, at those key milestone dates uh, what needs to happen and, and what the best decision at that time is. Obviously, IMSA is a company within NASCAR, but um, as I have witnessed firsthand, there's more and more collaboration. So I think, um, number one, it's driven by what the local, regional, and national authorities are uh, saying about travel, uh, travel bans, uh, about you know, social distancing and those types of things. So that is your, your first driver. Um, then we're all operating on a certain schedule of weekends and wanting to make sure that we uh, support each other's events and not create conflicts for both at event attendance as well as television viewership and things like that. So um, ultimately, um, I'm so proud of the way that our IMSA team operated over uh, the last several weeks and especially the last 24 to 36 hours, because we put together all of the factors that were impacting next week relative to race teams, drivers, and key personnel being able to get here. Obviously, last night's announcement at 9 p.m. Eastern um, was a big factor in us being able to put together um, enough folks to, to put on what is so uh, you know, iconic of an event. Um, once we had all of our factors gathered, then out of true teamwork and, and, and in teamwork style, we wanted to make sure that uh, Steve Phelps, uh, the France family, everybody was aware of our factors and how that played into what they're doing. And so um, we operate as a, as a unit, and I'm uh, proud to be part of it. I wanted to make sure, uh, and our entire team did, that whatever decision we made was well thought out, um, was sensitive to all the stakeholder needs and all the teams uh, just in an overall budget um, had these events planned. So that's, that's important. Um, you're, you're hundred percent correct uh, with the way that it now uh, sort of truncates uh, things for everybody in preparation for ending the season uh, a little bit later than planned but also uh, turning uh, the corner into 21. So um, what I've seen and what I've been a part of relative to running uh, as a team participant 
is that there are some amazing uh, efforts put in by the teams that compete uh, in IMSA, whether that's the WeatherTech Championship, Michelin Pilot Challenge, um, Prototype Challenge, and uh, I think they're up to the task. And uh, they've proven uh, year after year and race after race that they put on amazing shows. And uh, this uh, adds a little uh, new flavor and a new uh, touch to uh, the 2020 championship uh, and to the IMSA story. Uh, but we will uh, we will look forward to seeing how they all react. And I'm just, uh, you know, the, the, the side of uh, seriousness of making sure we do the right thing, uh, given uh, what the directives are from the medical communities. That, that aside, uh, I can't believe that we're literally going to see um, what is, I think, uh, 58 hours of sports car racing uh, within that short period of time. It's going to be pretty amazing. You know, when I was a little boy going to my first IMSA races, I was hanging on the fence, uh, you know, wanting to hear and smell and touch and feel uh, the cars and, and uh, what endurance sports car racing is all about. Um, none of us have lost that. None of you on this call have lost that and wanting to be at an event. Um, obviously, circumstances right now are such that um, we have to take a little different approach uh, in some forms of the sport and uh, in other major uh, sports leagues. Um, number one, uh, we have a tremendous television partner uh, in NBC uh, and a long-term partnership with them. They obviously played a key part of the decision to postpone to November. Um, you know, so we've got ways uh, that our fans while um, even if they can't attend a race uh, because it's not in their market, we've got so many ways for fans to take in content today, whether it's a traditional television broadcast, um, a streaming platform like the Track Pass uh, that was announced back in November, um, you know, rebroadcasts, uh, replays, um, social media highlights, things like that. So um, while, of course, I think all of us, would much um, rather be at the racetrack uh, and hearing the sounds and the smells uh, and things like that. But um, uh, right now, we got to take a little different approach. Um, and and uh, this postponement allowed us uh, the best opportunity to uh, provide a great show that could be witnessed in person as well as in those other uh, formats. Um, you mentioned in one of your early answers about the... Uh, the issues with logistics uh, without tying yourself down to anything how far ahead do you think it is practical uh, to make those decisions in terms of Long Beach is not too far away and then although that does fall outside of the 30 day uh, exempt the 30 day ban um, and then after that, the other races come, um, you know, at reasonable intervals before we get the break for Le Mans. So what, are you setting yourself any any targets of, of the absolute last uh, point that you can make those decisions? I think um, uh, two things without sounding repetitive in any way, and I don't want to sound like a robot here, but number one is the importance of uh, what the local uh, regional and national authorities on the medical side are directing. Uh, that's that's number one because of safety. Considering that, um, we have, as every year, uh, an IMSA logistics calendar, not only for our transporters and staff to go to events and put them on, but
but to help the race teams and the participants plan out their travel. And so we have that logistics calendar. And I think as uh, any of us who, you know, plan a trip to either go to the grocery store or go on vacation, you have to lay out your logistics plan, know what time you have to leave in order to get to your destination on time. And so uh, as soon as we worked through uh, all the processes this morning to make the announcement we made at noon Eastern, um, my, one of my first calls was uh, with to a race team and asking for their specific logistics calendar uh, for the season, um, such that we can, can lay that out and it helps us uh, navigate um, decisions, not only at times like this that are challenging, but frankly, during what we would all maybe consider normal times. And so I think it's important. It's all about communication and uh, we're doing the best we can with that. And if I may, a quick follow-up on the same sort of point. Two of the next three uh, races are shares with IndyCar. uh, And therefore, in that respect, you're not necessarily totally, as IMSA, in charge of your own destiny there. They haven't got on the track yet at St. Pete's today. They've still been on a hold. Um, How does that factor into those calculations, John? Um, that's an excellent question, John, and it, I think, shows, um, again, similar to what I shared about NASCAR, you know, there's an organization called ACUS here in the U.S., uh, which is uh, led by George Silberman. Um, George is uh, outstanding. He leads ACUS as the new president, and he does a great job of keeping uh, everyone um, in the industry in communication. So I think uh, as events approach where we're sharing with other sanctioning bodies. Uh, it's all about communication. And I think uh, it's been announced that at 3 p.m. Eastern today, uh, the mayor of St. Petersburg will have a news conference regarding the events over there, which uh, happened to include our uh, Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge Championship uh, presented by Yokohama. So, yeah, so um, all about communication and uh, making sure that uh, we support one another uh, to the best of our abilities. As we went through the process today, uh, we have a, a sort of a, a segment uh, across uh, all these stakeholders, and one of the key ones is the race teams, um, and they're they're a critical piece of what we uh, do on a regular basis, and they were a critical piece of the decision we made to postpone. Uh, as the announcement was made last night, it created uh, travel issues specifically from the team members and IMSA participants coming from Europe, drivers, uh, engineers, uh, mechanics, uh, folks that actually helped put on the show. So that's really what the biggest factor was in making the decision uh, over and above the safety of all those same people and and the public. Um, So that really is what played into it. Uh, They were supportive of doing this they obviously uh, have budgeted for the 2020 season. And I think uh, knowing that this is out there now, they've got many months to start thinking about their 2021 programs. And this gives them some time now uh, to plan in that regard uh, with a little bit of a gap, uh, an extra week, uh, so to speak, to, to plan. Um, the fans, specifically uh, those, as we know, who voted uh, the 12 hours of Sebring, um, USA Today, I think, uh, ranked at number one in terms of motorsports events. They are a loyal bunch. We all know that. And so um, 
obviously everyone looking forward to the race next week, but I think we're so thrilled that the spirit and the uh, iconic nature of this event will still happen. We can keep that history alive in, in 2020 uh, in November. And so um, I think we're going to see that same spirit and, and excitement among the fans. Um, I know uh, the folks at Sebring International Raceway, Wayne Estes, uh, John Story, Rick Humphrey, uh, they've been uh, preparing. Um, maybe they're just extra prepared now. Uh, as they look towards November. And so what does this mean for the Michelin Encore? Well, uh, the good news is is uh, our tire partner, Michelin, was deeply involved in uh, these discussions and, and ultimately our decision, uh, making sure that we didn't impact their logistics and personnel movement for uh, plans for, for next week, um, both for uh, the IMSA side of it, but also for the WEC side of it. Um, the Encore, um, two years now, is um, starting to grow as an event. Um, the beauty of our situation uh, compared to perhaps some of the other sanctioning bodies is we already had that event on the calendar, which presented us an opportunity here. Um, and um, the, the days leading up to it were also uh, ones we snatched up quick on the Sebring calendar. And so um, this event will essentially replace um, what would have been uh, the Michelin Encore 2020. And um, we'll continue to survey the race teams, the drivers uh, who participated in Encore in the past and use this opportunity to uh, look towards building uh, something uh, similar to what we've seen the last two years uh, in 2021. Thank you, Joe. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.